Welcome to a new episode of Mental Space. We are here to change perspectives, open conversation about mental health, offer supportive content, compassion, share stories, and invite experts that would be in service of your personal development. We are five therapists from Romania, Poland, India, Russia, and Croatia. Okay, um, welcome uh, for today's episode to all of our listeners. We will have a very interesting topic this evening. It's about transitions. And we have an even more interesting um, guest uh, for our podcast. Uh, and her name is um, Anna Masud. And she is a psychologist and a psychotherapist um, living in Denmark. And today we will talk about transitions together with mm. Anna. So, dear Anna, welcome. Thank you. We are very glad to have you here. And uh, we are very curious about your story as an international mm-hmm. psychologist in Denmark. So maybe you could tell us more about yourself as an international and international psychologist. Where, where um, you okay, yeah. First off, uh, thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to you anyways. And um, I came, uh, my name's Anna. I have a master's in clinical psychology from Pakistan. That's where I'm from also. I moved to Denmark in 2019. It was around um, five months before the pandemic hit and we went into our first lockdown in Denmark. But um, I wouldn't say it was um, for me a very, a very difficult thing to do because I still got some time where I could meet some people and um, start building my support network. Because during the pandemic, I think that was the one thing that everybody needed so much, having someone to talk to. Uh, My husband's doing a PhD in Denmark. That was the main motive for me moving to Denmark. And in the beginning, um, as many trailing spouses, I didn't know what uh, it would be like. I didn't know if uh, this would turn into a long-term thing, if we are here only for three years or two years, and then we'll move move back or move to another place. So I would say that in the beginning, I took it slow and I tried to um, just enjoy the new country that I was in. So the first thing that I did was um, try to explore the city. Uh, I live in Olbo and it's a very small city. It's not too big. So Mm -hmm. I think it was like the perfect match. So I could just walk everywhere and I was walking here and there and exploring cafes. And in a very short period of time, I knew the city really well. And even today, like there are, if my friends have to go for a cup of coffee or something, then they would text me, do you know of any new place that has opened in the city center where we could go? So I think that was one thing that um, I really enjoyed doing. Um, I have always enjoyed being of help to someone and I have always enjoyed um, connecting with people. Mm -hmm. So that was the highlight of the first few months of me being here then I also started going to the the, um, we have a 
uh, a language club, you can call it. It's called Elsk Olbo, where you can go on Tuesdays and Thursdays to learn language with the other internationals, and it's for free. So I was waiting for my Danish classes to start, but uh, I started going there. And the main purpose, of course, being um, learning bits and pieces of Danish and also meeting people. And I actually made quite a few friends whom, uh, with whom I actually went on walks when we were during the pandemic because you couldn't go indoors. So when we finally started um, opening up for takeaways, we thought we would go grab a cup of coffee. She loves coffee. She's from Finland and I am from Pakistan. And I think we have created a very, very good friendship over the past two years. And um, it, I think she is the she's the best thing that has come out of the pandemic for me because we'd meet for uh, walks and we would practice Danish and we would just talk about life and what was going on. And um, so, as you can see, it's, that's the thing that I do. I try to meet people uh, as much as I can, work on my support network. And uh, of course, we add value to each other's lives and each other's experiences in that regard. Um, mm -hmm. In a very short span of time in Denmark, I would say I, I, I kept surprising myself in the beginning because I never thought the, the things that I would do. For example, um, I learned to ride a bike. Uh, in Denmark during the pandemic. I think it was to my benefit because there were no cars on the roads. So it was easier to get on the bike and go out. And I didn't know how to uh, ride a bike, but now you, um, I love my bike and you cannot separate, separate me from my bike. <laughs> it's just um, something that has become a big part of my life. And if I ever think of moving to another country, I think this would be a factor that I would consider if biking is safe if I can be, um, can just continue doing that. Other than that, uh, I write for a magazine in Denmark. It's called the International Denmark um, and they have writers all over Denmark. And these writers have international people, they have Danes. Um, so it's like a mixture. But what we are trying to bring forth is information for um, the international community in Denmark. For me, for example, my role uh, as a writer is that I bring in the mental health aspect mm -hmm. uh, into writing and talk about how uh, expat mental health needs to have more attention. You need to take care of a lot of things. For example, in November, I wrote about expat guilt. And before that, I wrote about expat depression. Wow. And uh, I am doing a workshop because I have a registered company in Denmark. So I'm um, partnering with International House North Denmark. They have an office in Olbo. And um, we are making, we are doing a workshop or a webinar on winter blues because winter depression is also a very big thing, uh, specifically when you're living in Scandinavia or any country that has a very uh, dark winters or hard winters and long winters. So um, we are doing a workshop on winter depression. I can see that I've come a long way, but it has been a very slow and difficult process, I would say. Yes. But, um, that is mostly what my expat life looks like. Even to this date, I invite people for coffee meetings. I keep on learning and adding to my experience. I jump on in every opportunity that I find. I love 
being of use and I love using my skills however I can. Because in the beginning, when I got here, I thought I would not be able to practice as a psychologist because it would take so long and this would, this, I don't speak the language and all of the things that, that would cross any psychologist's mind when they move to a new country where they don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't let it hold me back because I was like, okay, so if I can't be a psychologist, I still have the skills. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways I can use my skills? So I started doing that. And I started exploring other avenues where I could use my skills. That's how I started writing for the magazine. That's how I started my own company and started working working with um, Albrook University, for example, and then Copenhagen University also. And uh, during the pandemic, we we offered and arranged stress management workshops Mm -hmm. and uh, workshops on different uh, things that expats need for example talking about expat depression talking about uh, adjusting in a new environment developing habits uh, practicing gratitude all sorts of different things yes so i could hear that uh, in the beginning of our conversation you you started with your own process of transition yes how you started to adapt in denmark by trying to learn the language, getting contact mm. with people that uh, could be your friends, mm. uh, also starting to uh, tackle some professional possibilities, yeah. uh, and also developing uh, new skills as riding yeah. the bicycle. <laughs> so yes. it, it feels like a, a, new, uh, a new and a complex transition. Uh, when yes. one other country yes uh, because there are many dimensions uh, where we need to uh, adapt and to to bring the skills that definitely we and i could also hear your uh, uh, enthusiasm also a lot of resources I yeah think. i think um yeah it it has been a highlight uh, the enthusiasm because i think um, it doesn't always stay because it's not um, normal to expect you yourself to be excited and all the time. Um, yeah. There have been lows, there have been months where I wasn't able to do much, uh, where I felt like an imposter, where mm-hmm. I felt like um, this is a new country and I would never be able to do anything in this new country. So there has been a lot of self-doubt also. But um, what I have found is um, all the phases of life that you go through have value and they add value and richness to your life. If I hadn't moved to Denmark, I would be a completely different person. If I had moved to Denmark and decided to just stay at home and not do anything, I would have been a completely different person. I chose what I wanted to do. And even in those, in that choosing, Um, I had difficulties Mm -hmm. and I allow myself to be in that difficulty. There have been days when I wouldn't get out of my pajamas and just stay at home and loathe the, that fact that my life is so hard. Yes. And the next day I would get up and be like, yes, it is hard, but I have to do it. It Mm -hmm. is my life at the end of the day. Nobody is going to come and be like, oh, okay, so we'll get you a job. You don't have to do anything. You just sit here and relax. Mm -hmm. I have to make it work. So, yeah, I think. um, 
and it's very inspiring. And I could hear so many projects that you have. Yes. Like uh, with your own company, it's called Rain. Yeah. Right? Yes, it is. R A I N. And uh, yes. these letters come from. Uh, so um, uh, when I registered my company, I was um, looking for a word that uh, stands out and also for something for a name that uh, reflects on me as a person. So rain is a natural phenomena. Rain is um, comes from nature uh, and I am a big nature person and I have grown even bigger on that since I've moved here in Denmark. So RAIN basically is an acronym that I adopted from mindfulness practice. So um, I don't remember the exact name of the person who gave mm -hmm. the acronym, but yeah. it, um, if you really look at it, it's recognize, accept, investigate, and nurture. Wow. So this is what I do with my workshops. This is what I believe in my daily life. This is what I do with my clients. If I am taking one-on-one -on -one clients, this is what you do when you are trying to be mindful. You try to recognize mm -hmm. what is happening and try to accept it. You, if if the, it's um, something really complex and it's new thing, you also go into investigation mode and you're like, oh, okay, so where is it coming from? Why am I going through that? What uh, other situations have I experienced it in? And then you nurture those feelings because I think that... Um, we can't just sit with our feelings and be like, okay, this is the feeling that I do not want to feel. And this is the feeling that I'm going to feel because you, these are your feelings. If you do not nurture them, all of your feelings, if you label them positive or negative need to be nurtured. They're here as messengers. I like to call it that way. I think our feelings and all, all our emotions are messengers to us so we need to uh, get to the message and if we don't then they keep happening again and again and again so mm -hmm. yeah that's where rain came from that was a very um very significant and very powerful word for me and when i came across this i was like this is it this mm -hmm. has to be the name yes and in a way it's uh, uh, also linked to to this transition the, the qualities yes. that we uh, that can support us whenever we yes. do a transition like recognizing Definitely. accepting investigating being curious right yes. and nurturing ourselves yes definitely mm -hmm. it actually is a very nice perspective that you added that we have to like moving or transitions transition could be literally anything in our life it could be getting married it could be having a child it could be getting divorced it could be breaking up it could be moving to a new country starting a new study anything from small transitions to the highlights of our life you can actually use these and if you remember that it, and sometimes it's really hard to do it on your own that's why we, we are here you and i as exactly. professionals, because sometimes it's very hard to do, um, go through these transitions alone. So you need some extra support, which is of course, all right and available. Yes. And maybe put uh, in the brackets, this S like rains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That sounds nice. Mm -hmm. Because of course, uh, uh, transitions uh, sometimes make us feel very 
uh, alone in yes. the experience. And yeah. thinking that uh, maybe it's something uh, that it's wrong with us. And as yeah. you said earlier, we will never get to adapt to yes. a situation or to this yeah. new country. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, as you said, and also as it is in the nature, because uh, uh, yeah, I also love nature, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes processes are slower than maybe our mind would like to be, or maybe our feelings. Yes. Uh, yes. Going to the process in our own rhythm, uh, then uh, we can discover things about ourselves and yes. uh, about the situation, the new situation, so that we mm. eventually adapt. And, mm. and we also grow as a person during yes. all of these transitions, because, um, for example, if I compare myself two years back, I didn't know how to bike. I do now and it's a big part of my life I didn't know how to just go out there and talk to people and be uncomfortable in certain situations where you don't know what to do but you're still there because you're starting a new life you're making new friends you're making a new support group from scratch and with transitions the beauty of it is it's similar and yet different for everybody. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's, a very, it's a very paradoxical thing to go through because you would always find people who are in the same situation that you are, or you were, they were in, a, in the same situation that you are today. But it would be still so different and so unique to how you are going through because it's not only the situation, it's also you being a part of that situation and every human being is different so what skill set they bring to the situation so what um, resources they bring to the situation and what um how they interact with the situation because the situation doesn't exist in a vacuum neither do we so we have to um interact and then we change we change our outer world and our inner world at the same time hmm. And that's how it's different. Mm -hmm. And yet it's still moving to a new country, which millions of people have done over the years. So, yes. yeah. And I'm very touched by what you said and the way you said it. Like uh, with this calm and with this compassionate, mm -hmm. and in a way, inclusive view. Yeah. And full of acceptance. Uh, as you said also earlier, uh, you know, one day I felt very bad. I didn't, I couldn't go yeah. out of bed. But the next day I said, okay, let's take it step by step. Slow yeah. and in your own rhythm. Different, but also similar to yes. other people's experiences. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. definitely the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Some, something that can support us and that can uh, connect with other people. Yes. Sharing um, uh, about our feelings and uh, mm. sharing our experiences um, mm. regarding transitions or uh, the way we uh, found 
creative solutions or creative yeah. ways that can support uh, us and ourselves mm. in the process. Yes. And you have a lot of uh, uh, ways of supporting yourself and people. Uh, yeah. I, uh, through this company, like RAIN, um, some workshops uh, yes. for universities. And also, uh, I, I know about this program, uh, the spouses uh, program mentoring. Spouse yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it has been a process since mm -hmm. I got here and it's still ongoing because uh, of course there's something that I want to do personally. Um, when I came to Denmark, um, I used the skills from my psychology training and my strengths that is public speaking and combined them together to the benefit of the people. And the first uh, workshop that I did was on stress management with um, Albrook University and it was online <laughs> because of the pandemic. Uh, Albrook University was fast at uh, taking action and realizing that their uh, employees, specifically their PhD employees need extra support. So I talked to them and we made a workshop about, um, so even during the workshop, I think when I was preparing, I was like, these are PhDs, what can I teach them? I was so scared before I actually went into that. But then I actually talked to them and I realized that they are PhDs, but in their own field, they don't know mine. And sometimes they need extra support. So I taught them uh, how stress has an impact on our body and what we can do about it. And we talked, it was a very, very, um, I would say fun workshop because as a facilitator, you also learn from the people and then they bring in their experiences and it was a very rich experience. I absolutely loved it. And then I did a couple of volunteer workshops with IDCN. I don't know if you, it's the International Dual Career Network. Okay, interesting. To so know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's with the they they have they partner with some of the universities in Denmark and uh, with a lot of companies like Siemens and Grundfos and um, different many others where international expats, for example, work. So this is for their spouses and um, I worked with them and I, I it's a funny way of universe work for every volunteer thing that I have done there has been a paid opportunity coming my way so when it was happening in that regard so I uh, thought that maybe I should register this as a company because it's more professional it's more approachable I did that and I at the same time I started volunteering with um, uh, Allborg Interna Allborg's University's International Staff Unit. That's oh. where they have the, um, we work with their spouses. Uh, it's called AAU plus one. Mm -hmm. So for all of the PhDs coming in and the postdoc comings in and they have their spouses with them. So it's generally harder for spouses. And even research suggests that um, the chances of uh, expat depression are higher in the trailing spouse than in the person who got the job and was the main mm -hmm. source of moving from one place to the other. So during the pandemic, sense. sorry? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, because yeah, it does, right? So what we did was we, uh, during the entire time of the pandemic from the first lockdown until 
this summer, we were doing coffee meetings every other Tuesday where we would meet online, have a cup of coffee with us and talk about experiences, what we are going through, what we need. And then slowly we started also gathering outdoors. Like we arranged some walking tours so that we can just be in the company of each other because it was so hard for people to go to places. And it was online so anybody could join, whoever had the time, whoever wanted to. And it was a very good sense of community and the feeling that you're not alone going through the pandemic, it's, it's affecting everybody. Uh, so that's the project that we were doing with ISU. Uh, right now, I think they, they are going through some changes. So we have slowed down a bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I have personally done a couple of things during the summer, like um, we arranged a walk to, we, we have a close, um, I don't know if you have been to Olbo, but no. there's an island called Ihom. You can take a ferry for like two minutes and go to Ihom. And uh, one of Thomas Tambo's um, uh, trolls is there. So you can go hunting for the troll. And it's a very fun activity. You can arrange barbecues. You can do so many things. So this is basically what has been happening. And I want to do more. I have so many ideas to work with the spouse um, network. But we, we are taking it slow. And I think they need to figure some things out with the structure of the uh, department so we're waiting for to get a go and meanwhile I am trying to work on my company because um, I would like it to be the main source of um, income for me mm -hmm. so there's a lot of work that I would have to put in mm -hmm. so I'm working on that these days yes and I can feel again your enthusiasm <laughs> <laughs> yes which is so great and really inspiring for me and I'm sure for uh, also our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm wondering, um, going through all of these experiences so far, going through this transition, mm -hmm. how do you feel that um, this all of this impacted or uh, shaped your psychotherapist self? Mm -hmm. Um, or professional self? In that regard, I would say that um, throughout this process, I continue taking clients from Pakistan online. And now I'm slowly starting to do that in Denmark also. Um, at this point in time, it's not very organized. So if people, if somebody reaches out to me, I wouldn't say no, I do take them on because I have a lot of space and time to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Excuse me. But um, with the therapist self, um, when I actually reflect on it, I, I see myself as a more open and authentic person. Uh, I am not scared to say that I'm scared, because that is probably the first feeling you feel when you learn that you're moving to a new country. And I've also always worked on being an authentic person and reflecting and acknowledging and validating all of the feelings that I am going through and all of the phases that I'm going through. So when I'm with a client, I also encourage them to have this space. I, during my uh, training as a psychologist, we emphasized a lot on uh, being non-judgmental and having a non-judgmental space 
to hold the feelings of the client so that i think being an expat has just made it tenfolds the non judgmental space providing for anyone and i have noticed that when somebody is unable to communicate their true feelings you can still hold their feelings in a non judgmental space and it benefits so much you don't necessarily have to always use words you just can be there for people you can just allow them to feel whatever they are feeling and be in the presence of somebody who is just there so for me openness non judgmental attitude non judgmental free space to explore feelings and uh, on top of that diversity because i never in my life thought that i would deal with so many diverse clients from so many diverse backgrounds but i do and it's um, again the same thing they're so different and yet so similar because at the end of the day we are all human beings and we want the same things we want to be loved we want to be listened to we want to be taken care of and we want human contact yes so it's just um it these are very basic things i think that all trainee psychologists go through mm-hmm. but um, moving to another country going through this transition has made me um work on it a lot more than i imagine if i was in the same country and doing it would have it has just multiplied it 10 times or so it is the same with empathy because you know when you are you yourself has have gone through that transition and you're helping someone adjust to a new country or facilitating their process of transition it just comes in handy and it's um, you can connect on a completely different level yes and uh, really be curious and understand yes. non-judgmental yes. yeah creating this space of communication definitely beyond the race beyond the culture mm. just from a human to another yeah mm-hmm. yeah so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> um and because we are in this area um of um um recognizing and putting into mm. words how it is to to experience a transition yeah i'm wondering if, if you would like to share with us an exercise or uh, something that uh, um our listeners could uh, benefit from and could in a way learn about how you work so that they mm. can contact you if uh, they resonate okay so um i'm going to use what i have already talked about because this is exactly what i do in my one on one sessions or um 
company workshops also that um, a you have to remember the acronym it's very simple to remember and uh, it's it's a little difficult to um, actually apply sometimes so you sometimes need extra support to do that because um, it's not as straightforward it's simple to remember but not too straightforward so you'll have to go through the process um, and secondly um, when I talk about um, and I talk a lot about being different and yet so similar or similar and yet so different uh, because I, I like and I, I absolutely um, cherish the diversity of people and the uniqueness that we all have as human beings. Um, so when we want to work in psychotherapy or uh, during a counseling practice, uh, I keep that in my mind. So keeping that in my mind helps me see that not there's not a single solution to all of the problems that human beings go through. For example, even two people going through depression would not respond to the same mode of treatment because there's, that's a human being, an inner world, interacting with the outer world. The outer world would also vary from person to person and so would the inner. So you really have to see what is working out for people. And in that regard, um, this is something that I actually um, worked on while, uh, my, while working on my workshops. So what I call it is a mental health toolbox. Mm -hmm. So for different situations, you would need different tools. For example, if you have to build a table, you need different things. If you have to break down a wall, you need different things. But you have a toolbox and you can reach out or reach into the toolbox and get whatever you need and use it. So when I do my workshops and when I work with my clients, that's the focus also. We talk about building a mental health toolbox in which they can have different strategies that could work for that person. For example, uh, during my workshops, I came across this one person when I was talking about journaling and she was like, I cannot journal because when I sit down, I get really anxious and it just goes, it's not productive. It doesn't work for me. So we're like, okay, so it's not for everybody. So we figured out a way for her, for example, for her, it was photography. She was like, I can keep a photo journal. I can take a picture of what I like and I can keep that and I can reflect on it. So it's like, perfect. It works Amazing. for you. Yeah. So this is something that I work with also then. And also, A, a your, your mental health toolbox would be different from mine. Mm -hmm. Mine would be different from my husband's and so on. And yeah. at the same time, what you have in your mental health toolbox would also vary from situation to situation. For me, for example, if I am feeling sad, my mental health toolbox would, I would take out self-care. I would take a break from meeting too many people. I would put on friends and have a cup of tea because that's my go-to and it makes me feel really good. And when I have gathered all of that energy, then I would decide on reflecting on my experience or what was actually happening and mm -hmm. so on. If I am angry, or if I'm really disorganized, then I would wash dishes. I don't know how it helps, but it really does. Having the outer world in order really helps me 
organize my own thoughts also. So that's a different strategy for a completely different situation. So this is something that I would also urge people to really think about that you do not have to have one thing that you do to feel better. Some days it could be taking a shower and putting on a bright color. Some days it could be exercising. Some days it could be actually talking to a person because you don't want to deal with something on your own. So it varies and it looks different for person to person, but you can find out what works for you because nobody knows you better than you. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And we can always have uh, uh, support, yes. uh, professional support. Or Definitely. Support from family, friends. Definitely. You know, finding your own mental health tools. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's great because I was just imagining and it's so nice that it's so visual and so concrete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just imagining putting there journaling, washing dishes, <laughs> talking yeah. with a friend and then, you know. Yeah, it could be your yeah. mental health toolbox would literally have anything, anything that you want it to have. It doesn't always have to be because I know that we talk a lot about mindfulness and meditation and journaling and doing yoga, but it doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people really, really find it hard when they're doing yoga, for example. So maybe they can start with breathing exercises or some people do not want to sit with themselves so they can go to a gym and work out. So it's just very mm -hmm. different looking for people. And if it's not work, because for example, I cannot have a person who feels like they're introverted and tell them to go and talk to their friends every time they're sad, because that is not going to work. That would backfire really badly. Mm -hmm. So I have to find ways that work for them. And I cannot ask similarly an extrovert to do um, an hour long of um, meditation practice. It would kill them. It would mm -hmm. be so, so deteriorating for their health. Yeah. So you really have to focus on one kind of a person mm -hmm. you are talking with or you are if you're doing it for yourself. Like for me, I would call myself to be an ambivert. I've changed over time. I, I'm really extroverted, but there are also moments when I do not want to be around people and I re need to regain my energy. Mm -hmm. So I have to switch between the two and the strategies also vary. And in Denmark, I think I have also changed in that regard. It depends from situation to situation, but I do need my time. So um, it just is different and it could vary from age to age also. Like, for example, um, if you're in your 30s right now, it could change after a couple of years and you would want to have different things that help you feel better. And it's completely OK. It's definitely OK as long as it is helping you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you can find different ways, different tools, and put yeah. them there in your yes. uh, uh, treasure <laughs> toolbox. <laughs> and you can update it, as you say. You can mm -hmm. update your toolbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, be curious, ex experience, yes. experiment with uh, what works, what doesn't work. Definitely. Yeah, like a process of... Uh, 
knowing yourself better and knowing how to support yourself better yeah and I think it's a lifelong process. You can't just wake up tomorrow and be like, I know myself now and I'm going to be like this forever. It could be very limiting for because how um, our words have power. If we keep saying that this is something that I cannot do, you would never be able to do it. Mm-hmm. If you say this is something that I can do right now, but maybe I can try it out and see if it works. If it works, good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. I think we are sometimes really harsh with ourselves also. Like, this is not what I do and you never do it. Mm-hmm. I have had, like, I never thought I would bike. I never thought I would be able to cook good food. I mm-hmm. thought maybe I'll just be able to make average food for the rest of my life. But that wasn't the case. I can actually make things that I enjoy. So it's a process. It takes time. And as you keep saying, and I really love that also, that you have to be curious. You have to be curious as you're, if you meet, for example, somebody for the first time, you are curious to know more. So you have to do the same for yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be curious to know yourself. Mm -hmm. So that you can support yourself better. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Wow, Uh, I'm very excited. Hearing uh, all these valuable things that you shared mm-hmm. with me and uh, with us, the, mm-hmm. the listeners, and I'm so glad uh, that uh, I had this opportunity to uh, to have you here and to, in a way, uh, have this uh, diverse and colorful perspective mm-hmm. on transitions. And mm-hmm. colorful meaning that we have different colors uh, in some yes. periods of time are darker colors in some periods of time are lighter and, definitely mm-hmm. and it's something that uh, we all experience in transitions in our own way like yeah. similar but different because this yes. is uh, like uh, an idea that uh, <laughs> stays with me uh, oh, i'm glad yeah, as well as this rain that it's very yep. also specific here in Denmark. <laughs> now we can uh, <laughs> have a positive perspective on it raining all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Anna, for this uh, most inspiring conversation. And I'm wondering if people want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Um. They can always find me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or um, I can share my email address with you later that maybe you yes, can we will put it. To... Yeah. No. So no. it could you can email me, you can send me a text message, you can LinkedIn me. I think uh, email would be the fastest way to get to me because mm-hmm. I check it regularly. Um, LinkedIn also, I check it at least once a day, so you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about being hanging there for a long time. But you can always reach out to me. And um, as you could see, also my enthusiasm rising through the conversations. I really am passionate about what I do. And uh, having found something that uh, despite all of the things that I thought I would never be able to do, I am able to do. And I can help people through their transitions also. So I would be honored if somebody teaches out to me. Mm. 
and I'm glad they uh, and I'm glad and sure that they would also be lucky to be in contact with you <laughs> as Thank I feel you. today. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Flavia. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That was such a wonderful conversation I had with Anna. I hope you enjoyed it because I truly enjoyed it. And this topic about transitions can be difficult because transitions are sometimes hard, but also they could bring us new perspectives on ourselves, on others, and on the world we live in. They imply a lot of emotions, struggles, opportunities, and obstacles to overcome so that uh, we eventually adapt and grow. We all experience transitions, whether it's about moving to another country, having a new job, learning new skills, starting or ending relationships or projects. Being in a therapeutic process that implies change and many more other situations, life situations. In this transition process, we need a lot of support and we shouldn't be alone in this. Anna so beautifully proposed us an important resource that uh, we can use to support ourselves and it's called the Mental Health Toolbox. We can create it by ourselves and discover what's helpful for us so that we can offer the support that we really need. Today, I would like to offer you a tool that uh, you can add to your Mental Health Toolbox. Uh, this exercise is inspired from uh, EMDR therapy approach, uh, meaning uh, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. If you're interested or curious about it, you can find a lot of information online. So now I invite you to find a comfortable place and just let yourself guided by my voice in a journey towards your safe place. I hope you found a comfortable place. Maybe you sit on the chair or you sit on the bed or on the sofa or maybe you prefer to sit on the ground please find whatever place it's more comfortable for you and try to notice how you feel in your body right now Notice any sensations that you have, for example, 
the temperature of your body if you feel warm or cold if you have any tensions notice them or notice if you feel relaxed or you don't feel any tension and try to find the most comfortable position for you if you sit on the chair please notice how your feet stay on the ground feel the ground underneath your feet and if you sit on the floor try to notice how your body touches the floor and from this comfortable and relaxing posture imagine a place that you like and where you feel safe where you feel there is no threat there is no danger it's just a safe and relaxing space where you can be and feel safe maybe it's a place from your house from your room or it can be a, a place in the nature a place that you usually go to for example in a park or on the beach or in the woods try to identify a place where you feel relaxed and safe and comfortable and if you don't have um, this kind of space or place in your mind just try to imagine one try to imagine where would you feel very safe and relaxed maybe sitting on the mountain or on a bench seeing uh, uh, the sea or on the sand it can be a, a place that you already visited or a place that you would like to visit Take your time to, to find this place for yourself. 
And um, if you found it, try to notice how you feel in this place. How you feel in your body when you are in this safe place. Maybe you notice your breathing. You notice the calmness that you have in this place. The relaxation. Maybe you also feel the warmth or maybe like the cold, so you feel the cold energizing you. Notice how you feel in your body when you are in this place. And uh, find a word that could describe this place. So that you can access it whenever you want. For example, it can be, uh, the word can be calm, or it can be happiness, or um, a tree. Find in your own time a word for this place where you feel safe. And you feel relaxed and warm or cold. And keep this word in your mind and this place. And uh, whenever you feel like taking uh, some time and some space for yourself to bring the relaxation, to bring the calmness in your body, you can always go back to this place that you discovered today. It was such a wonderful journey together. You can open your eyes, move a little bit, notice the space where you're in right now, notice the colors, and come back to the present moment and take this tool with you and add it to your mental health toolbox.
have reached the end of our episode. Thank you again, Anna, for this conversation about transitions. I hope you all found this uh, resourceful and you discovered some new ideas on how to create your own um, mental health toolbox and on how to access your safe place whenever you need some clarity, relaxation and grounding. We want to remind you that this is not substitute for therapy, so if you feel you may experience difficulties in dealing with personal grief or some mental health challenges, make sure to reach out to mental health professionals in your community. Our therapists are also here for you and don't hesitate to reach out. Also, I would like to remind you that uh, we are creating mental space together, so we would like to invite you to send us your feedback, questions and topic ideas that would be in service to you. Until then, I wish that you enjoy this beautiful time and don't forget every now and then to stop and take a deep breath and nourish yourself until our next episode.